Who's opening it? Well, we just started, <laughs> so you. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not I'm not restarting it. I'm not restarting it. It was as soon as I hit the record timing. button. You just go, so who's starting it? Normally you do like three, two, one. No, nah, I threw I wanted to throw you off tonight and see what was gonna happen. I was just gonna I was just gonna hit it and let it roll and just see what fucking happened. Gold. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another bullshit episode of Off the Books Podcast. It's the Thanksgiving episode. Ooh. We are full of beer, wine, and stuffing. But nobody got stuffed this Thanksgiving. (laughs) When did you drink wine? Yesterday. Oh, I thought you meant right now. I'm about six-pack deep. Oh, shit. I need to catch up. Yeah, I started drinking during the U.S. game, so. Mm. Yeah, we got the World Cup going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone was talking a lot, a lot of fucking shit about the U.S. men's national team. A lot of shit. Yeah. And um, even though it was a 0-0 draw, I, I would like to think that the men's team proved most of the people wrong. Nice. Yeah, I mean, England's the number five team in the world. Yeah. I'm not even sure if the United States is in the top 15. I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> but it was a good game. And I drank the entire time. Good. Not the entire time, because your sister and I were out Black Friday shopping. Yeah, did you guys get anything fun? Uh, other than home stuff? I bought a trash can. <laughs> it's for a bathroom. That sounds so cool. <laughs> and I am jealous. It was black. <laughs> And it's like metal and round. <laughs> oh, and we got towels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm kind of excited about that. I got so many random shit. <laughs> like I got. Oh, you did. You did it all online. Yeah, and it was great because because here's the thing. It's not like cash where I can see where the money's going. And that was probably my downfall. <laughs> yeah. I bought a new book bag. Why do I need a book bag? I don't know, but I bought it. Um, I bought a towel set. Why do I need a new towel set? I don't I don't know. But I bought it. I bought two of the smart plugs from Amazon for my Alexa. I bought the game thingy. And I just bought three books. I feel like a lot of this was things you could have asked for for Christmas. No, because here's the thing. I know she'll try to prioritize what I need and what I don't need. And I just really am banking everything of my gifts on that blanket, which I don't know that I've already gotten. You mean you don't know if you've already gotten it? Oh, I know. I saw the box. You mean the one that I carried in? <laughs> and then went, this is definitely not for you, Taylor. <laughs> Do not come looking up here. So I uh, got up and I looked up there. Well, one of the reasons why Danielle and I were out looking for all of this kind of shit today for bathrooms and whatnot is because Danielle and I bought a house. Whoop, whoop. So we will be moving into said house in like three fucking weeks. 
Oh yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, I'm kind of fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, but with us buying the house, that also means that the Off the Books podcast studio will be moving. And probably around the first of the year, because I'm, I'm yeah fairly sure I might be getting a desk for Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we can, I can get stuff to decorate our podcast room. Sure. It's like, gonna have it's gonna have the bookshelves and my yeah. books and her books and and my of I'm course thinking, my we're gonna have my girls in there too. My my anime figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> what I was thinking of is like a little printout, like little poster in a frame of our logo on the desk with the first dollar we ever made. <laughs> That's online? No. We never made a dollar. Well, we've made dollars. We, we just have. we just haven't set up the bank account for it yet. Made dollar dollar bills. Yeah, I mean if you like if you put got it all into once, you could you could shower yourself for about three seconds. Depending on how fast the person was swiping that shit. Yeah. I mean, you could buy a a really nice chocolate bar for that amount of money. If I'm spending that much money on a chocolate bar, take me out back behind the shed. No, but like a good amount of chocolate bars. Like four. Like a box. I'm going to buy some Girl Scout cookies. I don't even know if you can afford that. All I know is you took you took a picture of me yesterday and I looked about seven months pregnant and was yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you did. And I don't think it helped, though, that Danielle had her her hand right on your tummy. Yeah, no. Just I know. It, little it juniper. Was, it was not, it was not flattering. <laughs> from like, from like the nipples up, good picture. Mm-hmm. Everything else, oh, Oh my God, I have let myself go. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like out of shape, but I'm just a new shape. The shape, a pear shape. Well, no, the shape is potato. <laughs> Maybe mud pie. I haven't really figured it out yet. Yeah, I feel like if I ball if I balled myself up, I would look like one of those things that a dung beetle pushes around. <laughs> Because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. Let's let's go ahead and unpack this. Let's not, because I don't need therapy ag- no. again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten it, but I should. That's why we have this. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we have this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yesterday was pretty good, I thought. I yeah, thought it was a good time. That was good. I, I was definitely surprised of the shape that one of the people that was in attendance was in. I thought it was going to be worse for them. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, they were fine. Yeah. And I want to know, how is it that every time without fail, when there is a child in the room, Somebody hands them to me. Yeah, I I saw that and I started snickering to myself in the corner because I was like, mm, I'm just gonna stand here and watch. <laughs> I'm not. And then, I'm, I'm not going to help. I do not want that child. No, because Greg goes, here you go, Taylor, and then Mimi goes, 
She doesn't like kids, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) She'll warm up to her. (laughs) The kid liked me. Yeah, that kid was drooling all over the place. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, it was everywhere. She's a cute kid. Um, And I made a bomb-ass turkey. You did? Oh, my God, guys. Yeah, like... I was up at 7 a.m. starting to prep that shit. Yeah. And I normally don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving. I eat the ham. It was very moist. But I actually ate the turkey this year. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. I little, do little, know who I'm sweet. hiring every year now when I'm out on my own. It's you. Well, here's the unfortunate part. My um, my services have already been booked for the foreseeable future. Probably, I'd say, the next 40 to 50 years. <clears throat> yeah, by your sister and mother. Well, it's a good thing that, like, I'm a part of the family. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, who knows if I'll be invited, you know? (laughs) Once Uh, I'm out of the house. I'll always invite you. Oh, thanks. They'll just be like, God damn it, why (laughs) is she here again? It's like that video of the two dudes coming in. The uncle's like, oh, God, here comes these drunk degenerates again. It's like, those are my grandsons, and I love them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awkward in the future not being invited to family functions because I'm a wreck and like emotionally unstable. (laughs) And a detriment, but... (laughs) Like a danger to society. No, that's me. It's okay. Yeah, that is you. You, You're just the emotionally unstable one. I'm the one that's unhinged. I could snap at a moment's notice. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I know. I've done it. (laughs) Yeah, you have. It's okay. I've never snapped on people that I actually care about. It's just people that get the fuck in my way. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So I want to read some short stories. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. I I found a page on Reddit that I absolutely love called Writing Prompts. And people just put out prompts. And then people write little short stories for them. I like that. Yeah. The first one I'm going to read today is You're a Mimic. Which is like a a creature, I think, in Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway. You're a Mimic. You were disguised as a chair in a dungeon when an adventurer decided to take you as loot. You've actually enjoyed your life ever since as furniture in a jolly tavern. So when some ruffians try and rob the now elderly adventurer's business, you finally reveal yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It shall begin. Please. I never knew exactly why he took me out of that dungeon. There was more gold to be grabbed, more jewels to steal, but he took me, a chair. I think he wanted a memento. He never went on another adventure after that, instead opting to use the riches from his adventuring to build this cozy little tavern with me as a prize seat for guests of honor. The chair from his final grand exploit, a relic of his old life. I could have eaten him, of course. Would have been easy. I had no idea. He had no idea I was a mimic. Spent so much of the travels on his back near him when he slept all exceedingly vulnerable times 
when I could have struck. But to see the outside world after so long, see how much has changed over the centuries, weighed against a single meal, the choice was clear. And with that, I was just a chair in a tavern. And it's incredible. I had no idea how much I was missing stuck in that dusty old castle. There's so much to be experienced, to be seen. I have seen people of races, shapes, and colors I never dared imagine. I've learned languages I would have once thought to be simple noise. I've heard tales of love lost and triumph earned. This tavern teems with life, with variety, and I'd not give it up for anything. Oh, and the food! I never hurt a hair on the patrons, but... Sometimes they rest a meal on me for a moment or some scraps fall off the table. You might think that it undignified, but compared to eating rats and men alike in dungeon, I was eating like a king, both in variety and in style. There are these little things made of flour and eggs, dumplings, I believe, that are simply to die for. And so... I have lived for 33 outstanding years. But, well, trouble had to come a-knockin' at some point. This time in the form of three low-life scum who thought the jolly tavern of an old man would be an easy target. They broke the window with a club and poured in, stinking of manure and ill intentions. Before too long, they started pocketing anything that seemed valuable. Silverware glass cups, bottles of spirit. It reminded me of the many so-called heroes I met back in my day. I could have I tolerated it, perhaps, had Eleanor, his wife, not come down to investigate the, new, the noise. The news. <laughs> it's Huey Lewis. Hey, who are... She barely got three words out before one of them smacked her across the head with the club he'd been carrying knocking her to the ground. And with that, my patience was out. I was rusty, had not been in a fight for 33 years, but these ingrates might as well have been sheep. The crunching of their bones, the blood splatters on the wall, the screams of pure, unbridled terror brought back memories. Not all good, but with a past like mine, you're going to carry that weight. The adventurer, well... I don't think he'd call himself that anymore, with his gray hair and wrinkled face, rushed in with his sword drawn, just seconds too late to see me. He was shockingly spry for a man of his age. His habits die hard. Old habits die hard, don't they? Old friend. <laughs> he inspected the room with, the exper with an experienced eye, noting the blood and body parts, but seeing his wife, forgot all and rushed to her aid. L, he yelled. Are you all right? She sat up, clutching her forehead. Oh, damn it. The sucker blindsided me, she said, and pulled her hand away. There was a fair amount of blood on it. Gods, you're bleeding. Here, let me. And to both mine and his surprise, she laughed. Oh, come on, she said. This? This is nothing. I may be old, but I'm not decrepit, Micah. Remember that troll in, the lo in lower dearth? Now that was an injury. He chuckled and helped her sit on a nearby chair. My, you did a number on them. 
she said and gestured towards the carnage in the tavern. Haven't changed one bit, she smiled. He narrowed his eyes suspiciously and walked forward, inspecting the bodies, blood, and pattern of their injuries, all leading back to me. A tooth fell off of me with a soft tap of the wooden floor. He approached me cautiously. I felt the heat radiating from his sword, the silver lining th threatening a terrible pain should it fall upon me. And when he got too close, I slipped. I creaked. He gripped his sword tighter, but then relaxed. He looked at the bodies of the brigands and then at his wife, alive and mostly well. His face shifted and cycled through several different emotions before his eyes softened, and he sheathed his sword, returning to his wife. Come, he said, let's get that cleaned up. Who were they anyway, she asked. Thieves? Think so. <laughs> she chuckled. Maybe they were after your famous special chair. You know, he said and turned towards me with a brief smile. After all this time, I see it as more of an old as an old friend. That was actually pretty damn good. Right. That, uh, that was good writing. That was written by Pieces Scriptorum on Reddit. So I found a prompt, but the story with it is not the best. Okay. So I'm just going to read the prompt. I just find it extremely funny, and I couldn't just not, like, pass it. So it says... You're a siren who is trying to lure a ship full of sailors to their deaths. Please, one of the sailors begs as he swims onto your island, almost too willingly. Stop. You're so bad at singing. <laughs> <laughs> and the only piece, like, it's so long to get there to, like, where, where she says it. But where did it go? Oh, my goodness. So the small part about him saying this to her about her being a bad singer, he, he had stayed with the siren as his ship had sailed on without him as he instructed. He wasn't sure how he would his plan would pan out. But if he calmly or if he calmed her or only enraged her, enraged her further. See, this is why I don't think they did the best but he just said you're singing he said it it repels people it hurts them she had meant it to it was the song of her heart as tar black as the depth of the sea hmm. interesting i i just think it'd be funnier if it was a comedy and been like oh no <laughs> i thought my song was so beautiful <laughs> all right i've got another one here Heaven is segregated by cause of death. All heart attacks together, all shark attacks together, etc. <laughs> you die and appear in a nearly empty room. A tired old man looks up at you and says, Finally! Someone else! It's been ages! Oh, God. Oh, God, I just... There we go. <laughs> My computer is, like... It's being so dumb tonight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank goodness. I was beginning to give up hope, the old man cried. Timidly, I looked about our modest surroundings. We appeared to be in a small cabin. 
the interior covered in lacquer wood slats and supports a small brick fireplace salon on the far side of the room bathing us both in red orange light strangely there was no heat coming from the fire everything felt comfortable even temperature it was almost cozy if a little uncanny where where am i exactly heaven as far as i know the old man said chuckling to himself as he stared into the fire he wore some rough spun clothes in the style of a 17th century farmer i had imagined there would be clouds if you're wondering why it's just me here it's because we both know we how we kicked the bucket he said brusquely apparently when you've been dead long enough you stopped feeling shy either that or he had always been cavalier about things like death the man turned away from the, his fireplace and looked at the window. If you look out there, you'll see a few other places of heaven. Palaces full of people who went out the usual ways. Heart attacks, murders, lightning strikes, all the normal ways. I glanced out the window, which surprisingly didn't have any glass, and saw the massive amorphous palaces. They were a mixture of different styles of architecture, ranging from simple medieval stonework you'd find from in an, an old castle something reminiscent of a, of a gothic cathedral with its towering spires and buttresses, more modern brick and woodwork, and some space-age metal constructions that looked like something a kid would dream up. The mix made no architectural sense, appearing as though it should collapse at any moment, but by some miracle still stood. What the... I stammered, backing away. Hideous, I know but beautiful in an ugly sort of way, the old man said, a smile on his withered face. People come in all, in all the time and make their own little spot, modeling it after their dream home. I can teach you how to make your own little attachment later. Be nice to have something to compete with them. It was silent for several moments, trying to figure out all of the information the man was throwing at me. You said we are separated because of how we died, right? The man nodded. I died in a hospital watching an episode of an old sitcom. Judging by your whole getup, I don't think you died the same way. No, I was resting right here, talking with my oldest friend in the world, and he made a joke. It was a filthy joke, the sort of joke that makes your ears burn and your cheeks flush red. I laughed so hard my heart gave out, he said with a genuine mirth, as though recalling some pres something precious. I stared at the man, confused. I died laughing at my f one of my favorite jokes in the series. I almost forgot that I was in the hospital entirely. Then I flatlined. <laughs> the old man nodded. We died laughing with smiles on our faces and joy in our heart. And that's a rare thing. That's so sweet. <laughs> Jeez. Have you seen that one joke, though? Because it reminds me of this story where it's like people come in to heaven and God is standing at the door and he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, your, your room number 13, uh, go down the hall, but just be quiet as you pass number eight. They go on. Next person comes up. <laughs> They're like, okay, you're at room 26. Just be quiet going down the hall, passing room number eight. And then this happens like several more times. And then somebody finally asks, why do we have to be quiet as we pass room number eight? And they say, 
Kevin said, oh, because it's the room of the Christians. They, they think they're the only ones here. <laughs> 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 it, it's here. Cracked me up because I'm like that can be said with so many other people and religions. I was I was dying. Oh my god! This writing problem says you accidentally spill a bottle of holy water on your printer. Now it works perfectly with no paper jams, no loud noises, and the ink lasts a long time. Turns out, literally all printers are possessed, and yours is now the first non-evil printer ever. I'm about to do that. <laughs> I'm about to do that to my printer. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. There was one that I really wanted to find. Um... Oh, I've read this one. I'm pretty sure I've read this one. Um, maybe it wasn't this one. (laughs) This one's just funny. It says, you're a dragon who kidnapped a prince or princess. All is going to plan, but it's been a month and no one's come to save them. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You're a dragon who kidnapped a prince or a princess. All is going to plan, but it's been a month and no one has come to save them. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. That's like a suicidal dragon. (laughs) Everybody knows you got to slay it before you get the girl. It's like, I just just want to know. (laughs) Just want to (laughs) die. Everyone, every country has ninjas, but the world only knows about Japan's because theirs suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where is this one? I really want to find it. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) What the hell was it called? An alien has kidnapped Matt Damon not knowing what lengths humanity goes through to retrieve him whenever he goes missing. (laughs) Oh my god, that and and Ryan Reynolds. Like, if anybody kidnaps Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god. Oh, lord. This is an interesting prompt. It says, after death... Everyone is reincarnated into the same life again with all of the memories from the previous life. So you just like restart. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. I would have not dated my ex. (laughs) (laughs) And like that one thing in third grade probably wouldn't have done. But that's besides the point. It keeps me up at night. It was so good. Um. Now I gotta figure out what the hell it was called again, which means I have to go into my TikTok. <laughs> wait, wait for this one. You sit baffled as you watch your werewolf friend struggle to walk with wearing the dog shoes you found at a thrift store. <laughs> thrift store. 
<laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right, where is it on here? I know it's here somewhere. Um, because it's got something to do with Reddit. I'm pretty sure. Oh God. There's no way it was down this far. I feel like it was rather recent. I think it's this one. Yes, it is this one's. Ah, uh, I now know what it is. This was long enough that they did, they put it into a, like, a category on, um, um, on the TikTok page, and there was 10 episodes of it. Oh, shit. think this is it I think this is it let's see here. this is funny it's just one line you are a telepathic therapist you're a telepathic therapist mm -hmm. Jesus Christ <laughs> that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine though if somebody went there and was like telling their story and they're like listening to their mind and going, That's not exact at, at all how the story was going. They're just a manipulative person. <laughs> like I'd I'd be i I'd be pissed at that person. I'm like, get out of my room. There there's a bunch of these on here where people like they continued what other people had started. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, and honestly, there's a real, there's a bunch of these on here that are really, like, good ideas, too. There um, is one that made me think of one book. But where did it go? Oh my goodness. There was one where it was like I was like, "Oh, I think they have like a Oh, here it is. There is a book. I don't know much about the book's plot, but it sounds similar to what it is. Like Okay, so this says you've committed every crime you can think of and the police can never seem to figure out Who's going on this rampage? The secret to your success? You're a security guard at a courthouse and you've learned from everyone's mistakes. But there's this one book it made me think of called, I think, 13 or juror number 13 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a serial killer who's on the jury for his own murder. Like he, he murdered people. He or she, I don't know, but mm -hmm. they murdered people and now they're in court t 
talking about the murders and they're on the fucking jury. That's interesting. Hmm. And, you know, this would be a great time to have Deanna on because she actually read that book and she thought it was pretty good. So I would like to know what other people think. I think it's juror number 13. Oh, it's just called 13. It's the serial killer isn't on trial. He's on the jury. The serial killer's not on trial. He's in the jury. Yeah, that's the whole plot point of the book. And I think that's really interesting. Oh, Lord. Where is that one? I mean, there, there's there's so many on this page um, that it's like, holy hell. Okay, let's see if I can find this here. Uh, some of these are like, so I've been like doing this for so, going through this page for so long that some of them are just so old. Mm. So old. Let's see if I go to the page and I find that. Okay, for those that want to read the book that I just described, it's called 13, mm-hmm. and it's free on Kindle Unlimited by Steve Cavanaugh. Okay. Just for anybody listening. Cool. <laughs> Have you found any that you like that you want to read on here? Oh, sorry. I really wasn't paying attention. I uh, know. It's Okay. But I will now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Where's uh This one's interesting. I don't know if the story oh, for it's good, though. That's not what I'm looking for. Well, see what it is and fight, figure it out. you figure that shit out, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too that's bad. That's too damn bad. You keep digging. <laughs> Oh god. Um Okay, so let's see if I can find the one that I was just talking about. Um Is it That is not it. There was one of these that I read, and they were talking about... (laughs) They were talking about, like, um, dealing with... Dealing with, like, this alien group abducted four humans that were actually willing to go and help them with a problem that they were having. And at the end of it, it turns out that it's the fucking (laughs) A-team. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be funny. Oh, this this might be here. There might be 
one of the ones that I was talking about. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Uh, I don't know. I'll read it. With total war as a concept alien to the rest of our galaxy, all saw humans as negotiators and peacemakers, soft and weak. Today is the day when the galaxy discovers why being so good at finding ways to avoid war was a survival mechanism. If we only knew then what we knew now, know now. The humans claimed historical sovereignty, as is the right of all new applicants into the galactic conglomerate. This is usually to hide a soft past in an effort to appear strong. Usually, a warlike species is proud of their military capabilities. They flaunt them in a show of strength in in such a loose alliance of different peoples. The humans proved to be expert diplomats, but not much else. In nearly every field, much of the conglomerate surpassed them. At least, that's what we thought. Within 38 years, as it is now the standard of the Dopshiki, our people, thought it would be fun and exciting sport to conquer the soft, fleshy humans. Our hard outer shells could resist most of the small arms the human show showed to our galaxy as if they were leaves falling from a tree. Our ship's shields could easily absorb their pitiful energy weapons. We didn't know that they had researched so deeply into creating projectile weapons, though. It had seemed almost like an obsession to make a bigger, stronger, more deadly gun, as they called them. Most of our warfare resolved around a slow approach and onboard combat in order to not activate the energy-absorbing shields. Projectile weapons had long been abandoned because of this. Our first battle was a slaughter. We attacked a huge transport ship bringing luxury goods and medical tools to the outer colony of theirs. The humans could not stand up to our strength in close combat. But we did not win a single fight after that. Humans came up with the idea of a railgun a thousand years prior to our outside contact. The first one could accelerate a tungsten rod to 1% the speed of light. And they only got better at making them from there. Our shields didn't stand a chance. We did not realize that they were not using payloads on the projectiles until they were starting to do so. The colony of Dramak was the first time we found this out. Then Kartor, then Sangi, then Kalu. And so on until it was just our home. They had developed bombs that ignited the very atmosphere of the planet, and they could fire them at 86% the speed of light. We never knew, we never even knew when they were being attacked until scorch lines were already traveling across the planet. When we Dobshiki warred, it was like a grand hunt. It was full of sport. We had rules and valued the spoils more than the annihilation of our enemy. Surrender and tribute was always an option for our foes. But why else should one wage war if not to benefit off of those who are weaker? The humans did not share such views. 
Many wondered why such weak creatures ever became so dominant on such a savage planet. It is because humans have no mercy once they've decided oblivion is their foe's fate. They never mind our colony worlds. They never tried to cede life to them after such unimaginable destruction was dealt. The humans called it total war, and it is something they have practiced, refined, and learned from since the dawn of their civilization. When they finally delivered the when they finally delivered the mercy treaty to our last bastion of the government, they made sure that we understood they they only stayed their hand so as not to look like complete monsters to the other people of the conglomerate. That is why we may no longer engage in war, young ones. That is why our planet is mostly barren save for a small patch of land on the continent of Kongamia. That is why we may never hold colonies again. That is why the humans are the head of the Galactic Empire. Never before has such diplomacy been seen. Hmm. So I think I found a good one. Do your thing. Okay. The prompt is, you live in a place that gets hurricanes on the regular. A hurricane is happening, but it's okay. Projected to be only a category one, everything is all fine and good until you realize the Waffle House is closed. Not the Waffle House. Right. Let's figure out this little tale. It says, the news said everything would be fine. Most of my friends were being encouraged. Oops. Most of my friends were being encouraged to still go into work. We had much worse hurricanes just the month before so why just why was waffle house closed it must have meant something bad was coming something terrible waffle house stays open through anything i've seen those doors wide open in far worse far worse conditions if there are patrons around they will sell to them no questions asked it's how all things have always been at that moment i i knew only two things one, I had to get out of here. And two, I needed to get to the bottom of this. So I did what any sane person would do. I tracked down the manager of my local Waffle House and went straight to his home address. He lived about 10 minute drive away in the next town over. We were still many, there were still many other cars on the road at this time. All that kept racing through my head was why Waffle House would be closed. The hurricane wasn't for another few hours. If drivers could be out, Waffle House could stay open. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen them close before this. Do their doors even have locks? <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up at the house. There was already a car in the driveway, so it just pulled up on the sidewalk. <laughs> this is some, This is exactly what someone who loves Waffle House this much would do. I got out of my car and walked up to the door. I knocked. Three stern, demanding knocks. Not a movement inside. This was definitely the right house. So I knocked again. Three sterner, even more demanding knocks. Still nothing. I walked up to the window and peered in. A chair was knocked over. Breakfast was getting cold on the table. I could see the kitchen through an open door at the back of the room. The sink was overflowing with water and the faucet left on. I walked slowly back to my car. What could have made everyone leave so fast and without their car? 
I sat down defeated. I'd come for answers, but only collected more questions. To clear my head, I turned on the radio, and what blasted out of the speakers is etched in my mind. Breaking news. All 2,100 Waffle Houses have decided to close today. My only words that could muster up were, my God. <laughs> my first, the first thought I had was, well, wow, that's a lot of locations. Is there really that many? That seems like a lot. But then my second thought was, how dire this must be. All Waffle Houses? Whatever was going on was not a localized problem. This was national, maybe even global. <laughs> That's when I spotted a black car with tint win tinted windows at the end of the road. I decided to follow them in hopes that I could just caught the family as they left the house. I saw them disappear around the corner and immediately started driving. No other cars were around at the time, so I knew I had to be discreet, as my presence would be obvious. But when I turned the corner... There was there the car was just stopped in the middle of the road as if waiting for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so silly. I slowed down to a stop, and their back door left open. A man in a suit stepped out. As soon as his face was visible, I recognized him. This was the manager I've been looking for. <laughs> I felt my stomach drop a little as he approached the driver's seat window and waited for me to roll it down. He peered at me, looking th looking through the glass with calculating eyes, as if, as if he already knew me. I rolled the window down. He spoke up. You're wondering how I knew you followed me, aren't you, Jeremy? <laughs> I probably looked terrified at this point. <laughs> I felt myself go pale, but I tried to keep my composure. You know my name? I know a lot of things. Your name is just one. <laughs> But you should probably leave, Jeremy. Things aren't safe in most of America. He began to walk away, but as soon as I opened my mouth to talk, he stopped. Not a sound had left my lips yet, but somehow, without even so much of glancing at me, he knew I was about to speak. Not safe. What do you mean? He stood for a moment as if he was thinking. I'm not entirely sure why, as he seemed to know everything that was going to happen up to this point. But then he spoke without looking at me. <laughs> As a manager of Waffle House, I'm granted special knowledge every morning. <laughs> I'm told what will I'm told what will happen throughout the day, not tomorrow, not next week. Every morning, I am only informed of the current day. He turned back to look at me now and continued. I'm told how safe my restaurant will be, how safe my staff will be, and how safe my family will be. I don't know who tells me these things. No manager does. We just know it's always through a phone call, and it's always correct. I caught my breath, not even realizing it. It had sped up and replied, and your family isn't safe today? They are not. And it sounds like no family is. What's causing it? What's going to happen? He looked a little scared, maybe sad. He had a way of hiding his emotions behind his cold, serious tone. I've told you everything I know. I also know that this is the end of this conversation, and that's the last question you'll ask me today. Goodbye. He was right. I was speechless. <laughs> and, uh, and hardly moved a muscle as he walked back to the car, got in, and, was, and drove off. 
I contacted my friends and family and told them we had to go to Europe right now. I explained everything I could, but they all thought I sounded insane. They mostly told me I wasn't thinking straight. That's when the news interrupted all broadcasts. All planes were canceled due to a large solar flare, the largest ever recorded, estimated to hit somewhere in North America later that day. They urged the listeners not to panic, but that was only precautionary. But I knew better. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) Someone someone commented saying fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Oh my god. If I could up if I could upvote that fucking ten times, I would. (laughs) I know. That was fantastic. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, Oh, I loved that. That is just what I needed for today. <laughs> oh god. Cuz you know if if like Popeyes went down, I'd be banging on some people's doors. <laughs> be like, "Hey, why can't get a, why can't I get my chicken sandwich, boo?" <laughs> and they go, "Well, McDonald's has one, Roy Rogers." And I'd be like, "It's mm, not the same. He's not, not the, the same, same. boy." <laughs> you let yours cook. Yo, how about the last time that we we ordered Popeyes? I ordered a 24-piece nugget. And, and got they, like 48. And they sent me twice that. <laughs> I ate that shit for two days. All I'm saying is, though, that is exactly the kind of love that they give you. And which is why I'd go up to some people's fucking doors if they ended up closed. The only... The, they give you a lot of love, yes. Yeah. But there is definitely ill intentions in those goddamn biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> if the if you get a biscuit with no drink, you are going to <laughs> die. I agree with that. <laughs> it's like I, I always see that meme where it's like <laughs> it's like your girl <laughs> my girl said choke me daddy, so I gave her a Popeye's biscuit with no drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, choke me, daddy. Here's a biscuit. <laughs> Eat the fucking biscuit. Eat the biscuit. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Right. Oh, real quick, though. Speaking of detective, detective stuff. Do not spoil this movie for people. I'm not going to spoil it. I just want to say it was really good. <laughs> Taylor went to see Glass Onion today. The new... The new Knives Out movie. The new Knives Out movie with, and it with her dad. It was so fucking good. And the guy who plays Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy was in it. Dave Bautista. Thank you. And he did so well. And it was so funny. And then... Um, He's got a new movie coming out. Does he? Yeah, with the dude that played Ron Weasley. Really? It's a horror movie. Really? Yes. Um, What's her face? I don't know her real name. But she's in, she's the blonde in um, Outer Banks, the, the series. Mm-hmm. And she played really good in in this movie. She she acted, a, she was like a, a little stupid for the character. I mean, she played a stupid character. But she did really good at, at playing a stupid slut character. And it was like, damn, she looked, she looking fine. The new movie that he's got coming out is called Knock at the cabin knock at the cabin it says while vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to avoid the apo- to avert the apocalypse 
Confused and scared with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before it is all lost. Interesting. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Shyamalan. You know, yeah, I, when people Gr- said that, I always thought it, he was like, that's a fake name. M. Night Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Rupert G- uh, Grint. Grint. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who else is on this? Jonathan Goff, Ben Eldridge, Abby Quinn. Nikki Nick- Bird. Yeah, Nim- Nikki Amuka Bird. Mm. Kristen Cooey, who must be the little girl. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. He was also in Dune, which he wasn't in for that long, but it was good. Apparently was good there's a book. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Okay, so this new one that I found... It's titled, You Died of a Stress-Induced Aneurysm in the Middle of Your Debate Class. Now, at the gates of Valhalla, the Norse gods are arguing over whether or not it counted as a battle. Good thing you're very passionate about debating. Before I start oh this... Oh my god. Before I start this, I am going to say that if... If I pronounce any of these Norse gods' names incorrectly, I do apologize for that. Some of them, I it, it's easy to get, but there are others that I may pronounce incorrectly. So I just I want mean, to put that, that out sense. there. <clears throat> the lad died of speaking too hard, Thor bellowed. Molnir still pointed towards the young man standing before them. I don't care what Loki says, he's not getting into Valhalla. Brother, please... You'll hurt my feelings, Loki smirked with sarcasm, so sharp it could double as one of his daggers. You should know that not all battles are fought with muscles. I must agree with Lord Loki, Lord Thor, the young man pitched in. The tongue is a weapon more powerful. I'll show you power, Thor growled. Brother, Loki stepped in. You must really... Enough, both of you! Another voice boomed as the doors of the Great Hall of Valhalla swung open, revealing Odin, the All-Father in all of his glory. Blast! If I have to listen to you bicker any longer, I'll go feed myself to Fenrir voluntarily. The two sons exchanged rather nasty looks, but stepped aside for their father. So, Odin said as he sized the young man up and down, you're to enter Valhalla. It is what I have been told, All-Father, the man said and bowed his head, despite not being... Of any faith, certainly not of the Norse kind, he saw it fit to show proper respect to the gods he considered myths mere hours ago when he still drew breath. And you died in battle, Odin said. A debate. Odin tilted his head curiously. You see, the man said, I was in a rather heated exchange of ideas in my debate class, and, well, I suppose some vein in my brain just gave out. One second I was presenting my argument, the other, he said and waved his hand. A battle of wits, father. Certainly is worthy, Loki stated, but Odin shushed him with a mere motion of his hand. Another man walked from the hall and Odin turned to him. Tyre, what would your wisdom advise? If he arrived here at Norns, the Norns dictated it so. They do not make mistakes, Tyre claimed 
calmly stated. Hell, he'll... Hell take me if they don't, Thor protested. They have an agenda and you know it. The lot of you, most of all, Father. I won't let them dictate who's worthy. I must say, the young man suddenly said, I share Lord Thor's sentiment. I am not of your faith, and yet here I stand. Could I truly be worthy? Is it fate, or is it a trial, perhaps? Maybe this is not about me. Perhaps the Norns themselves are testing you, toying with you. The assorted gods gave the man various looks. Now he speaks some sense, Thor nodded. Young man, Thor Odin said. Do you not wish to enter Valhalla? Why would you agree with Thor, who wishes to deny you entry? Valhalla, heaven, hell, TARDIS, who cares? The man smiled widely. I am just a human. I doubt I can decide where I go. But this, this, he said, and excitedly pointed towards the gods. I get to not not just watch, but participate in a debate of gods. <laughs> the greatest debate I could ever be a part of. No matter where I go after this, the memory of this exchange of ideas will forever remain with me. It is its own reward. <laughs> Odin turned back to Tyre, who gave him a subtle, sly smile. So you care not for the outcome of this battle of wits, only for the battle itself. Of course, the man nodded happily. I have no preconceived goal in sight. One must be willing to change their stance if a debate is to be had. If you sternly refuse to change your standpoint, you are not debating. You are arguing, desperately clinging to your original idea. There's no fun in that. No matter the outcome, I wish to enjoy it. Win or lose, it is still glorious. Loki smiled widely, clearly pleased. Tyre nodded contentedly. Even Thor's frown softened somewhat. Odin stepped towards the man and patted him on the shoulder. I believe you'll fit right in, lad, he smiled. <laughs> that one was good. I liked that. Oh, God. I'm trying to find another one. I like this page. Me too. I like this page because it makes me think. And... I might write it, my own prompts on this page it, and see what other people do. It gives me some ideas yeah. of things to write about as well. Even like just regular scenes. I think it does really good with with the just interesting scenes. Correct. I mean, there there is clearly some very talented writers on this page, mm -hmm. for sure. And I think it's a good idea, like, to to write, you know, a short story to a prompt, and then you can get f nice feedback on it, you mm -hmm. know? People on the internet do not care about feelings. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I've read this one. Um you are an unimportant background character just trying to survive whatever nonsense the main characters are up to. However, you keep finding yourself drawn into more dangerous situations. And to your horror, you realize that you're a fan-favorite character and the show is giving you more screen time. 
Oh, God. Listen to this one. It doesn't have... Nobody commented on it for, like, to answer the prompt. But this one... <laughs> and I keep finding all the all the weird ones. But this one says, in quotations, Isn't it weird how people love movies about rebellion and resisting oppression, but in the real world, they obey the rules without ever questioning them? End quotation. Sir... This is a Wendy's. No, this is a Waffle House job interview. <laughs> Answer me the one question. Are you good in a fight? <laughs> I really want somebody to answer this. I re- I'm not going to lie. I really feel like that with the shit that goes on Waffle House, on in Waffle right. House especially after the hours of like 10 to 11 o'clock. I just, I just love the one vine from Waffle House like years ago where it was like, Ma'am, can I please get a waffle? Can I please get a waffle? They're beating they're the beating shit out of each other. <laughs> Just two workers going at it. And he's like, can I please get a waffle? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think one of the most dangerous people in the world may be a night shift line cook at Waffle House. I agree. They have a very specific set of skills and they are mm-hmm. not afraid to use them. Oh my god. <laughs> like I we Danielle and I went to a waffle house like one one time. And we, we were still young and it was like with mom and dad. But they bring out all the food. This it's probably around like midnight. We get we were driving all day to get to like Florida and the only room left in the hotel was a smoke room. So we were already hating it, but just right across the beautiful street was a glowing Waffle House (laughs) open and ready to serve. So we go over, (laughs) we all get our food, and they're like, all right, anything else I can get you? Danielle looks down at her little side of hash browns and goes, my waffle. (laughs) 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 So... Fucking funny. <laughs> because I know exactly how she said I wasn't even there, but I know exactly, exactly. how she said this shit. Yeah. Um yeah. My, my um my waffle <laughs> My waffle Just like bitch, you forgot the most important part of my fucking meal. <laughs> we left and Daniel was like they're literally called Waffle House. So like obviously I'm here for a waffle and I said none of us got a waffle and she goes well that's on you (laughs) (laughs) like we bring this shit up all the time like every time we pass a waffle house but danielle's also the the type that would go into a waffle house and be like yeah can i get pancakes (laughs) exactly (laughs) interesting i hope this is fucking waffle house (laughs) i will get you a waffle and yes you better expect cigarette ashes in that some bitch okay the line cook is smoking and so is the waitress (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're both pregnant <laughs> no the line cook the line cook could be stoned that is true like i mean i don't know i i think i think they should start a they they already do like the rough and rowdy series which is like bare knuckle boxing or at least it used to be i think mm-hmm. they can like they tape the hands up they should have an a fight a fight um between all the line cooks and employees from waffle house and then their grand champion will fight the grand champion from IHOP. <laughs> that w- and then they can finally oh figure God. out who is superior. 
You know, oh my god, it, it'll be it'll be the international fight club of pa- of of breakfast foods. You've got you've got you've got the champion got from Waffle House. House. You've got you've got IHOP's champion, Bob Evans champion. You've got a Cracker Barrels champion there. Like throw in like a oh Huddle House god. and like some other random places that do br- Denny's. <laughs> Denny's, Denny's is going to fight. It's probably a dude <laughs> named Denny that works at Denny's. You know, I once had a manager who worked at Denny's before working f- for us. And <laughs> he was such a weird dude. He would get on his hands and knees <laughs> and would look under all of like the cabinets and stuff to make sure we cleaned under there and didn't just sweep our shit under there. <laughs> <laughs> time i passed him and i said what the fuck are you doing on the floor and he goes um and he had glasses like two inches thick like no joke and he was like i have to make sure it's clean under here we did this this at denny's all the time and i went i don't know what location you were at but i've seen denny's and no you do not (laughs) i've tasted the food yeah you should worry about not the trash under the cabinet and the quality of the food because (laughs) it's fucking awful exactly oh my god oh my god all right so let me read this again you are you are an unimportant background character just trying to survive whatever nonsense the main characters are up to. However, you find you keep finding yourself being drawn into more dangerous situations, and to your horror, you realize that you are a fan favorite character, and the show is giving you more screen time. Gamma shift. For the third evening in a row, I lay in my bunk with the curtains closed, listening to my shift mates kvetch about the command crew and their own crappy assignments. Until a few nights ago, I would have been right there with them, complaining about ethnic food styles the replicators couldn't handle, and providing tech support to newly contracted species who tried to bless tricorders by dunking themselves in polluted holy rivers. What the hell? I'd felt them distancing themselves from me for weeks now, thinking back... It must have started when the when the pla- placket attacked, <laughs> and I was drafted to triage casualties in sick bay. Yeah, I'm in science, but I'm a psychologist, not a doctor. I study algae and and algae form life. But there it was treating burns and concussions when the captain swept in to check on Alpha Shift bridge crew member who had had a tummy ache after a momentary loss of artificial gravity. I saw the shift in the lighting and heard the rumble of the impulse engines kick up a couple of notches, and I knew the ship's computer was recording, a situation where no respectable Gamma Shift crew member would ever be caught dead. But I had wounded to treat, so I did my duty and hoped that that would be the end of it. A few days later, I walked into the mess hall after my shift to grab a bite, having gotten off late after waiting for a sample result. Once inside, I saw my friend Jurgen frantically waving me to one side. How could I have missed him? Two and a half meters of skinny, asteroid belt-born lankiness. But I was really hungry and made straight for the replicators. 
I heard the engine sounds ratchet up again, and the music was pl- and music was playing. And only then did I realize I was walking right past the first officer and chief engineer. Why in heaven's name were they in the mess hall playing 4D chess when they should have been beginning their shift? I will <laughs> never know. But they looked up and gave me the familiar head nod as I walked past, and the first officer said, Hey, <laughs> hey, Ensign Chowdhury. Chowdhury? <laughs> he said my name. I was mortified. I froze, not knowing what to do. And my stupid social human nature took over and I said something idiotic like, I wish I could play at that level, sir. You never converse with the bridge crew. Everybody knows it. But there I was. I walked on towards the replicators. My hunger lost in, lost in racking spasms of awkwardness and shame. I stared silently at the interface, wondering if it was possible to transport every individual atom of my body to a different star system and completely erase my existence. It was Tellum who finally rescued me by pushing a cup of hot racagino into my hands and guiding me to a table. Who would have thought the half-Cardesian could have that much compassion? Well, I might have at least... Until the Risa sweater incident. Most starships come to Risa for for shore leave. It's the pleasure planet, after all. We got sent there to refit the satellite relays, of course. The only bridge crew... And only bridge crew were able to spend time... I'm sorry. And only the bridge crew were able to spend a day on the surface. There I was, on the lift heading for deck 15... Minding my own business, when a few of the beta shift ensigns crowded in, whisper chattering about sneaking down in a supply shuttle. I couldn't help but noticing the Andorian was wearing a thick sweater. I saw the lights were brighter and heard music, warning signs that everyone knew. But before, I, but I couldn't help laughing. The Andorian dra- jabbed me with a finger and asked what was so funny, and I froze. Again, utterly unable to control my reaction, I shrugged and smiled and said, Risa's such a warm planet. Nobody wears a sweater there. The other ensigns all busted out laughing, and the Andorians angrily shoved me out at deck 15, throwing her sweater at me before the lift doors closed. I stood there, holding this ugly garment, my eyes wide in despair. What had I done? I looked around. The red eye of the computer was still recording and the faint music played on. I turned this way and that, licking my lips in fear. I had really put my foot in it. I'd been noticed. Again. Nothing was the same after that moment. My shift that day passed in silence. No one sat with me at lunch. That evening, I had the entire shower room to myself. None of my shift mates would look me in the eye or even wanted to talk to me. I might as well have been signed up to be a bridge buddy. I was dead to everyone I cared about, to every other game of shifter who wanted to simply work and serve far, far away from the public eye. I had become known. I lay there in my bunk that night thinking about everything that happened, the unflinching gaze of the computer and the music, especially the music, how it was always something 
orchestral and generic and light and about something my grandfather had told me long ago about music in the distant past, in the 20th century. I had begun to spend all of my off-shift time obsessed with the music he had left for me, listening to it as I had with him, but also reading about it. I absorbed the complexities of the music business in those days, the widespread greed and avarice that had surrounded its culture and creation. I had continued to read in astonishment about how those ancient business practices had solidified and held on after all these centuries. It was so Byzantine and sinister. The Ferengi would be proud. I had a plan. My God, this is long. (laughs) I waited until the voices were gone and slipped out of my bunk. I stood in the silent corridor and looked carefully around. There, in a corner of the bulkhead, a little red indicator shone. The computer was watching. I reached up up to my uniform collar and pressed a button on the slime suit of on the slime set of wearable speakers I had replicated. Dis, discurrent music blared forth and I walked confidently toward the lift. Debarking at deck two, I looked around for the red indicator. It was there in the corner, but now was blinking. I smiled and strolled into the familiar, dimly lit service corridor. Without hesitation, I approached the narrow, scuffed door to the maintenance compartment we had lovingly dubbed Two Forward. I stepped through, and all conversation with conversation within ground to halt. Horridge closed his eyes in sadness and shook his massive Lorrainian head. Soger turned away. Tellum put her hand in front of her face and Jurgen scowled. You in the wrong place, S, he hissed. No, no, wait, I cried. Look, there in the corner. See the red computer eye? Only Tellum looked. It's blinking. What does that mean? The computer's watching, but it's not recording, I said, spreading my hands. Now listen. The music from my speakers was the only sound. My friends looked at each other warily. It sounds like bag Klingon love poetry, Sohoger ventured. No, it's ancient human music, I explained. It was recorded before the eugenics war. At the time, it was expensive to produce and even more expensive to license for broadcasting and streaming. I looked it all up and found that it still is expensive to license. That's why all the music we have now sounds nothing like it. My ancestors purchased copies way back when and passed them down to me. So I was able to apply for a cultural exemption to play it at any time. Now, if the computer wants to record anything I do, the Federation would have to pay bars and bars of latanium to use the footage. The others stared at me. I'm obscure again. Don't you get it? I can't be seen. I'm... I sniffled, a tear forming in my eye. I'm just gamma shift again. Warily, my friends approached me, their drinks forgotten. Jurgen, the too tall belter, bulky, silent horg, Soger, the too old for joining Trill, and Tellum, who bunked right above me. She reached out and caressed the slim white speaker ring around my collar. Freedom... But the price of such noise, she said, her lip curling. It's not noise, it's called heavy metal. You can move bunks if you don't like it. 
Tell him growled, growled in her throat, but threw me a smoky, half-lidded look that she used when we argued. We might have another bulb of ro- ro- uh, Romulan ale if you want it, Chowder. That awful assassin sa- from last week, I rolled my eyes theatrically and shrugged. Better than Synthanol, I guess. The door snickered shut behind me and the red indicator blinked for a while. After a time, it went dark and we drank on, Gamma Shift style. Fuck, that was long. I did not realize how long that was going to be. Yeah, that was very long. Fuck, sick. Don't worry. I found something funny. I would hope so in the amount of time that I just fucking read for. Yeah. Uh, and when I said I found something, it's it's very small, but it's funny. And I'm just going to keep the Waffle House thing going. Okay. Do your thing. So, Waffle House for life. <laughs> it just says, any wild stories from Waffle House visits? Somebody commented. My favorite moment is when I was eating with my friends at Waffle House at 2 a.m. And along com- comes this drunk fella who asks us, what are y'all eating? And we, of course, said waffles. Blew this guy's mind for some reason. <laughs> and then someone else said, it is a really nice place for anyone to feel at home. <laughs> oh, my God. And then. um, Okay, this is a story from somebody who used to work there. One night a regular. It was a. Regular night. Wait. Let me restart. One night, a regular was at the bar. Super drunk as per usual. He was maybe 35-year-old black guy who's always alone. Three black girls walk in in revealing club attire. I was busy cooking and wasn't paying too much attention to the guy or the girls. They ordered to go and sat in the to-go waiting area. He said something to to them a few times, making whatever conversation. But I guess he offended one of the girls who began yelling and was getting quite upset. Then out of nowhere, the, the this pose of gals gets up and all three starts yelling at him. And then the first one is to yell, pick up two chairs, then proceeds to throw them overhand direct point blank at this dude. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? My manager and I hurriedly shooed the women out while the drunk dude kind of recovers. And then right as we get the girls out of the door, he tries to rush outside to get them. While a server called 911, my manager holds the door shut, preventing the super pissed guy who is not small muscled by any. So my computer has been like dumb as hell today. It's literally frozen twice in the middle of this episode. So I've had to like, yeah, I've had to like <laughs> shut down my computer and like completely. I didn't know we were back. Completely restart this. You came. Twice? You left swing me, man. <laughs> I did not know what was happening. No, I just deci- I just decided to uh, to throw you off there. That you thoroughly did, my yeah, good boy. Yeah. I've done it twice now. Yes. I've done it twice now. I've done it twice now. So Taylor's still got a few more like funny Waffle nope. House stories. No more funny Waffle House stories. No, I tried. Um, it was <laughs> one person just commented um, the vine. Can I please get a waffle? <laughs> I just thought so. it was so funny. But now I will always and forevermore be looking for funny. Waffle House stories. Waffle House stories. Waffle or House stories that stories. just include Waffle House. 
God, I got thrown out of a glory days one time. Did you? <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? It was on my 21st birthday. <laughs> okay, that's why. I got so, thrown out of Old Town Tavern. So uh, my my uncle and my cousin and my other cousin's husband at the time picked me up to take me out for my 21st birthday. It was like probably a few weeks after my 21st birthday. Can you go back to Glory Days? Or Oh, yeah. I, okay. was, I was there like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So um, we go to Champions. We go to Champions. Band there that night, horrible. Mm. Uh, we went through about four beer towers between the four of us. Nice. Which the beer towers are something that they used to have that they don't have anymore, but mm-hmm. they were awesome. Because it was like having a beer tap at your table. Yeah. Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. They're fantastic. So um, we leave there and decide to go to Glory Days because my family, big Notre Dame football fans mm-hmm. uh, wanted to see the Notre Dame game. This is long enough ago that Jameis Winston, who is currently playing for the Saints, was playing at Florida State. So we're watching the game and like me and my uncle, we're kind of like fucking hammered. <laughs> my older cousin, my older I was so like innocent. We're like kind of fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you would assume. Yeah, it's um, you. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we, um, we're we sitting there, and we're starting to get kind of like Notre Dame's playing well, so we're getting rowdy. And like, I'm a Texas fan, but like, I root for Notre Dame as well mm-hmm. because my family and whatnot, and I just don't like Florida State. Makes sense. At all. I don't know anybody who really likes the state of Florida. Well, I can tell with. you what. There was four dudes at a table behind us that were big fucking Florida State fans. And they because, are the only ones. Because as we're starting to get rowdier, they're starting to get rowdier as Florida State starts playing better. Ooh. So uh, about the third quarter, about halfway through the third quarter, um, my uncle decides to start talking shit to them. And this is at Glory Days? This is at Glory Days in their bar area. And I mean, we are shit-faced. He starts talking shit to these guys. <laughs> they start talking shit back. Now, my older cousin is a big dude. Yeah. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, probably every bit of 400 pounds. Big dude. Used to be an offensive lineman in college. Wow. And whatnot. Like, my question is, was there a sober person to drive you? He was, for the most part. He was the one that was driving us. He had a, had a couple drinks, but okay. he had stopped drinking once we got to glory days. Okay. So he's trying to alleviate the situation mm-hmm. and it's just like, he's like, dad, just calm down. Like, it's fine. He's like, oh, sorry guys. Like, you know, my dad. And of course the one, one dude there, every group's got one. Mm-hmm. And just like, fuck you, man. Kyle's just of course. like, Kyle, <laughs> my cousin, he's just like, you know, what, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Brush it off. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I turn around. No, man. Fuck you. Your fucking team is trash. You're fucking garbage. This night is fucking great. So there's not a whole lot after that. Like my my cousin kind of gets between us and these dudes and whatnot. And there's not a whole lot more trash talking going down. But the tables, the two of us, myself and my uncle and the four of them are progressively getting louder to the point. The bartender has now warned us about three times. We have to calm down. We have to bring the volume down. So get to the end of the game. Um, Notre Dame looks like they go up with a touchdown. They call an illegal pick on one of Notre Dame's players. 
He basically sent like a basketball pick, which mm-hmm. you can't do that in football. Yeah. Touchdown gets waved off. Notre Dame kicks a field goal, goes up by like two, maybe three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Florida State then drives down the field as time expires and scores a touchdown to win. My cousin and his brother-in-law are like, all right, we're going to go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. Then we'll get out of here. We'll take we'll take Brandon back and drop him off. They leave. This happens. Oh, no. My uncle and I was like, what the fuck? This is fucking... They did the same goddamn shit Notre Dame did and got fucking called. And it didn't get fucking called because it's out of Florida State and the fucking reps are for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Dude's behind us. Start fucking chirping again. Told you boys at the beginning. Fucking Notre Dame's trash. Florida State all the way. Jameis Winston for Heisman. Fucking uh, Bobby Bowden, greatest coach all times and whatnot. My uncle fucking snaps. I. But then again, I don't blame you guys. Because I hate those types of guys. Where they're like, oh, everything's trash. Our team's the best. These are also the same people that like could murder somebody. And they'd be in court go and, and say, but like my great looks, you know, like I have such great looks. I'm such a great person. Like the dude from Stanford. The yes. swimmer. Yeah. 100%. Don't, know his, don't know his name. Don't know his name. Just know he's a piece of shit. I don't even care to acknowledge his name. So, <clears throat> so they start talking shit. My uncle fucking snaps. I mean, he is going off. There's me fucking 21 years old. Full of oh, piss no. and vinegar. <laughs> piss doing, and vinegar. I start doing the same goddamn thing. Now, the two of us are fucking chest to chest with these four fucking dudes. <laughs> Shit, Brandon. <laughs> and it's like, if we don't leave, there is going to be a fight breaking out in this fucking glory days in about 30 seconds. And the bartenders are trying to break it up because they're like, we close in 22 minutes we just need to get these people out of here (laughs) we just need you out (laughs) so they basically are like all right you two need to get the fuck out that door right there you four need to get the fuck out that door over there on the side Mm -hmm. if you guys aren't the fuck out of here in the next fucking two minutes we're calling the cops so by this time my cousin and his brother-in-law have come back from the bathroom and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, we just got told we got to leave. So let's uh, <laughs> let's go. go ahead and skedaddle. <laughs> we <laughs> get on out of go. here. They fucking drop me off. I fall in a bush when I get home. I get back out. I fucking wave at them. <laughs> make my happy ass way back into the house. So yeah, that was my 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Old Town one time with a group of friends. And there was this one guy couple guys that were just being rowdy and like yelling at our one friend justin who's he's a tall not huge but like he's 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 a bigger dude he's a bigger dude i mean he's a little scrawny ish but like he's intimidating you know he has an intimidating face so they're like trying to like you're not that big but your face is scary as shit (laughs) exactly no he's in he's a good looking guy he just has like rbf got that big old blockhead on you there no he just has horrible rbf and it could look scary to some people (laughs) especially when he's like gets drunk like totaled right so we're all hanging out we're in the back room of like old town and these guys are just being rowdy and like trying to hit on all of the girls in the group I don't think it was even me, though, which 
makes sense but like everybody else was getting hit on who already had boyfriends or husbands or whatnot and justin was like guys leave leave the women alone they're with people they don't want to talk to you go away like just leave us alone and so they were still like trying to you know yell at the guys and then call the girls and all this stuff Justin got so pissed off and I was like you know this is a great time for me to skedaddle right like I'm gonna I'm my uber's almost here like I'm gonna just wait out front so I'm say goodbye to everybody I flip (laughs) flick off the guys that were being rude and I left so my my uber pulls up I get in and then I like look behind me because I hear like a shout and a scream and somebody sound like the sound of somebody falling big six, six foot three Justin onto the ground face plants and I'm like what the fuck just happened I roll down my window and I'm like talking to the Uber I'm like hey just can you just hold on one second and he goes oh I love drama yes <laughs> and he's just standing like just waiting he's there. just like I am here for this <laughs> yeah. and he's just waiting here and he goes is he okay is he your friend and I'm like yelling out the window I'm like are you okay and he goes just get out of here it's fine it's fine like i'm fine and the bouncer's like you guys need to get the fuck out of here and i'm like i'm in an uber i'm out of the establishment i'm not part of them guys now. exactly i'm like i'm just asking if a person that i do not know is okay at this point i don't know you justin i'm sorry i'm just being a good samaritan exactly that's all so so the the uber driver is like should i just start driving away and i was like yeah that's probably for the best oh my god and then the whole way home i was telling them all the details i was like the motherfuckers and blah blah i'm like going back and forth and he and he was just going girl no oh those assholes (laughs) oh my god so i'm gonna put this caveat out here right now I'm going to have to listen back to all of this before I post it uh-huh. <laughs> because it wasn't showing your microphone in the correct position earlier, like where it was plugged in. So it made me turn to a different one. And I know that when we started, it was picking up your microphone. So I just want to make sure that everything you've said tonight has been picked up. <laughs> so does it does it matter if I can hear it through here? Uh, probably not i don't know okay because i, I don't can know. hear us <laughs> this, clearly. this has been an absolute shit show shit of an episode show. of an episode it really has but i love it yeah i love it it just describes my life sometimes anyways yeah. um i think that's all yeah if if you liked our stories <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we have plenty more yes um but like i always say thank you for listening um if you could do us a big favor and leave us a review and rating uh wherever you listen to us whether it's spotify apple music uh google amazon music i'm missing one here and i don't know what it is what did you say spotify apple music google um amazon wherever you listen to the show yeah whatever platform you are currently on just drop a little five-star review in there it helps us <laughs> out a little one yeah just a little one it helps us out a lot it gets us pushed forward when people know that they you know people are enjoying the show mm-hmm. um so thank you for listening 
I hope that <laughs> I hope you've stuck with us to this point because this, for one, this has been a long one, but it's in three parts as well. <laughs> so it is. It's hopefully, ridiculous. Hopefully, my computer is not as dumb next week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. But thank you guys for listening. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell that kid down the street, <laughs> tell everyone you know. Shout it from the rooftops if you need to. If you guys want to take take some time and like put up a billboard for us. Uh, I that will, would be nice. I will give you, we do give you permission to use our logo for that. <laughs> but if you make any money off it, we do require a cut, which like is approximately 82.3%. Oh, I was going to say 99%. No, I'll, 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 we'll, we can let them get a little bit. 82.3% is what we shall take in okay. terms of our cut. But... Thank you for listening. Um, tune in next week. Next week, we actually will get a book get a book in, uh, which will be The Devil's Hand by Jack Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't get a chance to do it this week with work and, and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and Daniel not buying this house. So it's been a little crazy. Yeah. But yeah, thanks everyone. And um, as I always say, good night, good tomorrow, good morning to you fine folks. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.